Welcome to the Fulfillment Project podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Hey, sister friend, welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project podcast. I'm so glad that you are joining me here today. I don't know what you're doing right now as you're watching this on YouTube, maybe, or you're listening to this through one of the podcast streams. Maybe you are driving, maybe you're working out, maybe you're on a walk, maybe you're cooking, maybe you're working and this is on in the background. Whatever you're doing, hello, I'm glad to be a part of your day today. I want to chat about the three biggest myths that I have seen within myself, within my clients, um, and within the way that people work on their alignment and their manifesting superpowers, because it truly is a superpower. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to share a manifestation story with you. Something small, but something I was really conscious of and in the moment to be able to manifest an ideal condition. Because truly, that's what manifesting it is. It's, It's creation. And in every day and in every moment, we are always creating everything the experience that we're having, the things that are coming into our life, people's reactions, what is being produced. Manifestation is not just a a thing that we've spent time creating and then be able to say, like, here's the creation of this. There's always the creating aspect of it. And it can sometimes be just a condition or an ideal situation. It doesn't necessarily need to be a physical thing. So here's my small but super powerful, and I hope that you take a lesson away from this story of something that I manifested. So if you are watching the YouTube version of this or the video version, you will see my little baby Callie. She's sitting over here in the corner as I'm recording this, which she always is. She follows me around everywhere. I have two Siamese cats, Chloe and Callie. They're sisters. And we let them outside in our backyard because it's fenced in. I feel comfortable with them out there. They've never gotten out. Uh, and because it gives me a little bit of worry. We live in a busy subdivision and actually on a really busy uh, street within the subdivision. So there's a lot of like action and stuff going on. So I don't like letting them out just to roam. In fact, I never have. They've always just been in our fenced in backyard. And it's it's a morning time and I'm getting ready because I have to take my stepdaughter to babysitting. She got a babysitting job for the summer. And so I go outside to bring the cats inside because I need to go upstairs and I want to put my makeup on and I want to get ready because I'm also going to be doing some running around. So I'm going to be gone for a few hours. I want to bring the cats in and make sure that I'm good just to go upstairs, get ready, and then Claire and I can take off. So I go out into the backyard and Chloe comes in. Easy. She was right there. But I don't see Callie. I'm looking around and like, there's not a lot in our backyard. So there's not a lot of places that she could be. Can't find her anywhere. I start calling her name. And then all of a sudden I hear her meow because she talks to me when I talk to her, when I call her. And I realize that she is in the neighbor's yard. And so on either side of our neighbors, there is a wooden fence that we can't see through. I can only see over when I'm up and in my house at a higher elevation. Um, but there's a chain link fence along the back of the of everyone's backyard. But the chain link fence was tilted forward a little bit away from the backyards. And there was this gap between the fence lines. 
And this is how she was able to get over into the neighbor's yard. On quick glance, I realized that there is a bird feeder in the neighbor's yard. And of course, I think we could all guess what she was doing. So she's there stalking birds. Um, I'm calling to her to come because I can't get through into the neighbor's yard. I would have to go out of the house, go knock on the neighbor's door and get them involved for this process. And it's just not something that I wanted to do unless it was like do or die. Like this is the only only option I have. So I'm calling her, I'm calling her and she's not coming. And I can sense myself starting to get frustrated. My emotional state is changing. I sense myself starting to get into fear-based thinking. Oh no, what if she doesn't come? What if I have to go bother the neighbors? People-pleasing tendencies. Um, What if I can't get her back inside in time? What if the neighbors aren't home? What if I have to leave her outside when I go? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. All this like downward spiral thinking and emotions start to set in. Like my entire state was changed. I just went for a walk. I was feeling great. I had done some breath work. Like I was ready to get ready and start my day. And there's this cat in the yard. And this is a perfect time to be able to manifest an ideal situation. And I love doing this with myself, catching myself in these small moments where I'm thrown out of alignment for the vibration of the emotional and thought pattern that I want to be in to create the ideal conditions of my life. I want to feel joy. I want to feel expansiveness. I want to feel like things are happening with ease. I don't want there to be frustration. I don't want there to be all these other lower stuff that can happen when conditions outside of ourselves happen, which is based on our whole conversation today. So this story is going to lead into these myths. So I catch myself in a conscious moment and I think to myself, okay, let's take a deep breath. What is an ideal situation here? Ideal situation, I want her in the house right now. Okay, that's not happening. What is the next ideal situation that I can reach for? I want her in the house by the time I need to actually leave to go take Claire and go do my running around, which isn't about 20 minutes. So I I need these 20 minutes to go get ready. Am I going to spend these 20 minutes calling and calling and calling for the cat who's probably not going to come because she's having a great time? stalking birds, um, getting myself frustrated, worrying about this, trying to force a situation to happen? Or can I practice my alignment and manifestation, bless and release this situation, walk away from it, go about my day as I would in the state that I want to, knowing that she will come when I need her to come when I leave. So she needs to be in the house by the time I leave, which is in 20 minutes. Why would I spend 20 minutes completely changing my state, worrying about her, trying to force this manifestation to happen. And so what I, if you are in regular routines with things, you'll be able to visualize stuff. And so I took this manifesting of an ideal condition of she needs to be in the house by the time I leave. And I started to envision it. I envisioned myself upstairs, getting ready, you know, putting my makeup on, getting changed, getting ready to leave, make sure my stepdaughter Claire is ready to leave. And then as we need to leave the house, I pictured myself walking downstairs into our main level, into the kitchen, around the island where I can see our sliding door to the backyard. And I would see her sitting there at the door. I didn't want to leave the door open because I didn't want my other cat, Chloe, to get out and then maybe create an exacerbation of this situation. And so door was closed. And that's what I envisioned. So I blessed and released. I was like, bye, darling. I will see you in 20 minutes at the door and I walked away and I went upstairs and I put some music on I changed I changed my state and just you know took that negative 
thinking and that negative emotion out of my mind and went about the conditions that I wanted to have for myself, which was joy, which was fun, which is excitement, which was flow, which was doing what I need to do or what I had foresighted for my day. So I'm upstairs, I get ready and I'm start walking down the stairs because Claire and I need to leave. And I'm walking down the stairs and I come back to that visualization that I had of coming down the stairs, rounding the island that's in our kitchen and seeing her sit there. So I'm coming down the stairs and I'm visualizing her at the at the door behind that behind the glass door, just sitting there waiting to come in on the deck, as she has done so many times and I can visualize. And so I'm coming downstairs and I come into our kitchen and I round that island and I look and she's not there. She's not there. So I'm like, okay, maybe she's in the yard. She's in the yard. So I go outside, I open the sliding door. I go down into the yard. She's not there. And I felt myself get like, okay, this didn't happen. So I go to the corner of our yard and peek my face over into the neighbor's yard. And she's still right where I had left her. And I was like, you know what? I got to go you can stay here and I'm just going to walk away from this. Cause I, I literally had no other choice. Like there was nothing else I could do. I had to leave the house and I figured I'm just going to be gone for a couple hours. She will come back or she'll stay stuck in the neighbor's yard. Like those are the only two conditions for her. So I walked away. I walked away. I closed the door because I didn't want the other cat getting out. It was a beautiful day. Um, I actually put some water outside in case she wanted water, but it wasn't a hot day. Uh, and I go down into our entranceway and I'm putting on my shoes. And I get a sensation of having like a dry mouth or that I wanted to take some water with me as I drove Claire to babysitting and did my errands. And so before I put my shoes on, I turned around, I walked right upstairs back into the kitchen, round the island, and there she was sitting at the sliding door. And so I, I opened up and Callie came in, I grabbed my water and I left. And so I had the ideal manifestation that I wanted right at the very last second and actually got a download that I needed water and the cat was at the back door. Well, I didn't know that part, but I see that as a sign from the universe to put me in that situation to be able to see her. And so I did that conscious work of blessing and releasing, allowing myself to go about my day, not allowing it to like disrupt me, not allowing it to get into that worrisome thought. And this is something small. And you might even be thinking, okay, yes, yeah, or like big whoop, like, you know, the cat came in at the right time. Did it just happen or did you manifest that? I don't know but at least it didn't throw me out of my alignment for it to happen. And it happened in ideal conditions. And so this is what alignment work is. It's really regulating and navigating ourselves for the ideal conditions that we want. But we have to make sure that we are not falling into these three myths that I want to go through on this conversation today, where we knock ourselves out of alignment and we literally will hold our ideal manifestations farther away from us. And so when we are aligned with our highest self, and when we are really consciously creating our desires and not just things, but the ideal conditions, and we're creating them from a space of calmness, from a space of well-being, from a space of ease, and not having such a tight grip and hold and control over everything that we're doing, this is when life gets really groovy. And so I'm going to go through these three myths to alignment and manifestation. I want to see if maybe you're finding yourself in one of these situations or these thought patterns. And I can help you here today on this call to help release that 
to move you back into more alignment or into higher alignment and, and have your manifestations start coming with a lot more ease. All right. So myth number one is that something needs to happen in order for you to feel like you're in alignment or that a manifestation can happen. So maybe it's something you need something to happen or something more needs to come into your life. So you might think to yourself, well, I need more money before this can happen. Or maybe I need more time before this can happen. Or maybe I need uh, more of a house, like a bigger house or a bigger property. Uh, maybe I need more weight loss or I need more muscle or more, 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 more. You think you need more of something in order for life to feel good, in order for you to feel your best, in order for you to have a flow with your life, and in order for you to feel like you can truly show up as the highest expression of you. And when we have this thought base of needing to have more in our life, this is such a myth because what we're doing is we are placing our worth in the future. And we're really thinking that we are not enough right now or that we have enough in order for us to be in alignment. You don't need anything more in order for you to find your alignment. Myth number two is that someone else needs to change in order for us to have our alignment. Other people are such beautiful tests for our alignment, pets included. <laughs> this is something uh, that I was working on through that story. Something, someone needs to change in order for my alignment to be okay. So maybe that's, you know, your husband or your wife needs to change, or if only your employees would do this or act this way, or if only your kids would listen to you or do this, or if only your boss was like this, or if only, if only, if only, if only the government would do this, or if only the government was like that, or if only the world was like this, whenever we are placing a condition of someone else needs to change in order for us to feel in alignment, in order for us to be in resonance with our truest, highest self, in order for us to feel like we are in an ideal condition to manifest what we want, this takes the responsibility away from us. And this type of thinking pattern is really a lack of responsibility for your own alignment and manifestation abilities. You know, being in alignment is your manifesting superpower. And so when we think that someone else needs to change, there isn't this sense of ownership for the work that we're doing. And alignment work is really about, you know, radical responsibility, radical responsibility that we take ownership for the work that we're doing for knowing that we can't control other people. We can't. And when we have our thought based on they need to change before I'm okay, then we are at the mercy of everyone outside of ourselves to the vibration that we hold ourselves to. So people are such a beautiful test for our alignment. Honestly, someone today will probably tempt you out of alignment. Be, be on the lookout for it. And the third myth to for align or the third myth for alignment and manifestation is that you think that you need to arrive at a specific place or a specific time or a specific location in order for you to feel an alignment or feel your best or get that alignment back. Um, this can happen a lot with traveling or vacations um, or even retirement. You think, well, when this time comes, or when I'm in this location, then I can allow my nervous system to be at ease. 
then I can feel the expansiveness of all that I am. Then I will show up as my highest and have energy and be engaged and feel alive and, and present with my life. Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Even sometimes I catch myself thinking, well, when this quote unquote busy season is over, when this launch is over, when I'm done this project, if you're catching yourself saying when this, then that for an ideal condition, this is a huge sign that you're creating, you're needing a condition outside of yourself to change in order for you to feel in resonance with your truest, highest self. And when we are looking to arrive at a specific place or a time or a location, we are delaying joy, delaying joy. I did this with our home. Um, this I knew that this wasn't our forever home, um, that I've wanted a country home or a bigger property or something that uh, felt like it was a project that Joe and I could really you know, take in and make our own. Um, and we moved into a brand new subdivision. Um, very grateful for this house. I, I love the house that we're in. I, I've truly made it a home now. Um, but for the first few years, I didn't paint the walls or do anything to really create decoration that felt like it was my own. We moved stuff from Joe's old house where I had been living for six months before we moved into this home. And we just made do with what we had. I didn't do any upgrades. I didn't buy any new furniture. I didn't get into any creative projects, which I love to do to create a space of my own because I knew that it wasn't our forever home. But I also knew that we weren't really looking to move um, for quite a few years. Um, we want to be outside of the city, but, you know, I don't know if we're going further than um, Burlington area, which is where the kids go to school. It's where um, Joe's ex-wife lives. And so location of where we are needed to be very central, you know, because of the kids. And so I had caught myself delaying joy of the home that I lived in, seeing things or creative projects that I would love to do in a room, but thinking, oh, I'll do that when I get our, get our forever home. I'll put that effort in then. Well, if I want it now, or I'm drawn towards it now, or it's, 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 a, it's a desire now that would bring more joy into my life, why wouldn't I just do it? I'm probably going to be in this home for a few more years. Uh, this is at the time when I was thinking this. This is like two, three years ago when I realized I was delaying joy in our home. And I was like, ah, you got to change this. And so I actually went and I, I redid a ton of homes and I made like a fun project out of it. I sold a bunch of stuff on Facebook Marketplace, seeing how much I could get uh, from a monetary perspective of the things that I wasn't using in our home and that I didn't need and all this stuff that collects in a home naturally. So I sold a bunch of stuff and put myself on like a really tight budget to see how can I buy used or how can I sell and gain money that way in order to renovate? And it was such like a fun project that I did for about six months with different rooms within our home. And it was so, it brought me so much joy. And that was a moment where I caught myself delaying joy thinking I needed something to happen, that we needed a different house in order for me to do this thing or this creative project that I wanted to do. Ah, and so go back through these myths, like really think to yourself now, where am I thinking that I need something more in my life in order for me to feel better, in order for me to feel enough to take action, in order for me to feel um, like I have worth to be able to do this thing or bring this thing into my life? I want you to have a look at the people in your life that you think need to change, 
And as I'm saying this now, it's going to come into your awareness. And I want you to watch yourself over the next few days as you're interacting with people and how many times you'll say, oh, if only my husband would do this, or oh, if only my kids would do that or behave like this, or ah, if only my employees would act like this. When we catch ourselves there, it's a beautiful time to be able to reframe, 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 because it shifts the energy of the state that you're manifesting in. Whenever we have a, uh, moment that is such a low vibration. We don't want to think like that. We want to take the responsibility on ourselves to say, how can I create this an ideal condition for myself? Maybe it's a conversation that you need to have with someone in your life over something that you're tolerating, over something that maybe was an acceptance at one time, but isn't necessary or ideal for a situation that you want right now. And so when other people are involved, sometimes it takes some action on us in order to shift um, the energy within that dynamic. Um, But just be careful that you don't need other people to change in order for you to be okay from a totality perspective. Um, If it's a dynamic in the energy between two people, perhaps. And then also being really mindful that you don't need to arrive at a specific date or location or time in order for you to feel joy in order for you to feel in alignment or for you to feel whole and worthy. And so this is the process of alignment work because when we have need something more or we need someone to change or we need to arrive at a specific situation or time or location, we are adding conditions to our alignment and our manifestation process. And when we have conditions that are outside of ourselves, or when we have conditions that are in our limited thinking, this is when we slow down the process of change and for that, those new and inspiring things to come into our life. And so three huge myths that trump people, that block people, that stop people, that sabotage people, that slow things down for people, maybe even including yourself. And here's the deal, like I catch myself in these all the time, which is why I'm having this conversation with you, um, because our natural condition, conditioning and our natural programming or our natural state of being and thought patterns take time in order to change and shift. And this is why conscious work on ourselves and catching ourselves in these moments is such beautiful work uh, for our growth and for our alignment process and that work that we always need to be doing so that we find higher, deeper depths of our alignment and bring in bigger desires and bigger manifestations that sometimes we didn't even think were possible because we're limiting ourselves with these myths and conditions that we live in. So I hope this has served you today. I hope you have taken a nugget away from our conversation within this. Uh, Watch yourself over the next few days. That's what these conversations are for, to help you do the growth work on yourself, to help you come into deeper alignment so that you love your life more, that you are more engaged with your life. You are present in this moment and doing the work and taking that radical responsibility for the life that you are creating. If this episode has served you today or maybe previous episodes that you've listened to or future episodes, if you continue to listen into this show and it has served you. I want you to share it with someone. I want you to share it with another woman, maybe another woman who is on a growth journey that you know of, another woman who's a really good friend of yours, another woman who maybe you can see a situation and think, oh, like this would be perfect for her based on a conversation that we had a week ago or a month ago or so forth. Whenever we can 
move information and teachings along to other women to help them in their alignment journey, it actually elevates your processes as well. Because law of attraction will always bring that goodness back to you. And I'm sure that person will serve you when they can at a different moment in time. And so thank you, my friend, for watching in. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysarah.com is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.